Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. Welcome back to Steven Destroy, the podcast where we watch every Steven Seagal movie so you don't have to. This week we're talking The Foreigner from 2003, and uh, we're in direct-to-DVD town, brother. We- yeah, we are, we're, we're, we're full-fledged citizens of direct-to-DVD town. There is absolutely no question. Um, this officially begins the run of just purely direct to DVD. We got a little bit of machete in there. Steven's not the lead though. Um, but from here, I mean, that's just direct to DVD town. And I, I think more than the Patriot and even more than ticker, this really, uh, you really feel it. Yeah. This is a profoundly direct to DVD movie right here. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Let's talk the foreigner brother. Let's talk the foreigner real quick. Some some stuff that I always like to get out of the way. Directed by Michael Oblowitz, yeah. Who really? I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing for me to say in his filmography except for a little film called Out for a Kill. Yeah, that's next week, right? Yep, we'll be back next week with our buddy Michael Oblowitz. Yep, he and Steve uh, flamed out quick, but they uh they had a, an illustrious 2003 together a very powerful 2003 this came out in uh january and i think out for a kill comes out in november yeah so yeah it was a powerful 2003 um somebody else this time is making a return appearance did you catch who absolutely not no reason for you to have um <laughs> but uh our cinematographer michael slovis slavis wow. Our good friend. Yeah, from last week, from uh, Half Past Dead, who also did all that work on Breaking Bad. Yeah. Had a very powerful morning of watching some very good Michael Slovis work. Yep. Um, two yeah. episodes of Breaking Bad, both <laughs> shot by him, and then immediately, and I mean immediately going into this. Yeah. And uh, seeing his name, being heartbroken, somewhere in my brain I knew you know i looked up his filmography like i knew but i had completely forgotten that <laughs> yeah he was coming back um yeah and it's pretty bad it's a pretty bad looking movie it's it's definitely not as bad as last week's in my opinion um because i i don't know this this movie felt less like a, a music video than last week for sure i I don't know. It's it's getting to a point where it's it's like, what's the point in even trying to compare them? Yeah. Um, I mean, I th- one thing I did want to ask you is, how do you feel about this in comparison to like Ticker? Because I think it's more Ticker core than really anything else. I think if I had to compare it to anything we've seen, it would probably be Ticker. Um, yeah. I was curious yeah. what your thoughts were as somebody who's kind of a, a real uh, tick head. Yeah, a real, a real tick boy. <laughs> Um, I mean, I definitely enjoyed watching Ticker significantly more than watching this movie. Uh, this movie did have a couple of moments that, that made me, uh, laugh. I had, I had, I had a, a pretty hard laugh out loud. Like I have to pause this movie and get this out kind of laugh. Yeah. 
Um, when? Uh, let's, let's get it. Let's get into that. Just pull it some, right up. Yeah, because there's. I I, I, I do want to lead with the good in this movie because there's not much, but there is there's a few moments probably worth talking about. Well, before we really get into that, I feel like the it's tough because I feel like the best way to go through the forwarder isn't the way we usually do it. Because this movie is a mess. This movie's unintelligible. This yeah. movie is the experience of watching this movie is like watching it in a foreign language without subtitles. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I like things kept happening in this movie, and I, I like, I like felt like I had a concussion or something. Like I, I couldn't follow anything. Things kept happening that make made absolutely no sense. No, yeah, uh, it, it it really does. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, there's there's a, uh, a a recurring sort of theme or element to like all of these movies, even the theatrical ones, is a lot of them feel like they've been cut down significantly. Yeah. Like that there's a much, and you know, every movie's getting chopped down, but like it comes down to there are some movies where you can tell that there's a lot of stuff that was like left on on the floor that they were trying to like hit a 90 minute runtime and more than any of those movies there's like a whole other movie that i have to hope ha- like was shot and written and somehow got edited out because i just can't imagine that this is like the movie <laughs> that when they were writing and shooting they set out to make i just can't yeah. i can't believe that i'm sure steven seagal didn't give a shit i don't know anything about michael oblowitz but there's just no way that they were like writing this movie, shooting this movie, and just gonna be like, okay. And then this is the scene where all of a sudden Steven and this bad guy are just hanging out. They've they've reunited off screen. Yeah. yeah, and and there are so many like betrayals in this movie. There are so many like, haha, I'm actually gonna kill you moments in this movie that I like. I don't know if I could name all of them. Like there are so many times where somebody surprises somebody else with, by pulling out their gun and shooting them uh, <laughs> after a conversation that like, I, I can't even, I really can't explain how many times somebody gets double crossed in this movie. Yeah. It, it reminds me of um, the episode of community where they're all trying to teach each other lessons. Yeah. And the joke is that it's constantly like these double crosses. It, it feels like that exactly, except it's, not played for laughs i can't i don't think (laughs) yeah maybe that's the way we were supposed to watch this movie maybe Mm. this movie was supposed to be funny yeah it's it's a deadpan spoof yeah because there's a case (laughs) there is a case it's fucking wild there's a lot to dig into um and and i kind of feel like the best way to do it would just to be to outright try and kind of say what the movie's about like do a much more just straightforward synopsis than we usually do because i think it would just be good for us in general to try and kind of determine what we've seen and then put it all together plot and then pull the elements out of that that we want to talk about sure let's go for it so okay (laughs) i don't even i don't even know where to begin though i i I really don't either so there's a package there's a package steven is a transporter like jason statham in the film the transporter and what he does is delivers packages vague packages in this movie it's quite a quite literal package it is uh like a box with uh packaging tape yeah but 
he he delivers packages and there's um some sort of sh- shade <laughs> i don't who is the dude he works for like a government dude or some sort of just like underground criminal empire guy i i think i might have read on the wikipedia page that he's a cia guy but the that... the bald dude oh no not the bald the bald dude, dude that steven works for right yeah not sure because he used to work for that cia guy right um okay let's you know what let's walk through the movie let's go through the movie like we normally do because <laughs> let's I, do our best let's yeah, just it's... do our best because there's way too many elements to just try and pull them out of thin air we might as well walk through the movie and try and dig through it as the movie gives us this info um but we're introduced to this cia guy who is jared oliphant 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 uh played by gary raymond and there's not a single person in this movie besides Steven Seagal that I knew who they were, but yeah. Um, so Gary as Jared Oliphant, he, he's torturing some dude for a package. He wants to know where the package is. And um, we find out later, he's the CIA guy that Steven used to work for. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ste- I, think, I think that sounds right. Yeah. Steven's dead dad. And this dude worked together. Steven's dead dad was an ambassador to Poland. Correct. Right? Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because the, 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 funer- the funeral is in Poland. The funeral is in Poland. He is buried in Poland with a giant American flag over his coffin. Correct. Which seems a little odd. I feel like U.S. ambassadors aren't buried in, like, the country they worked in. <laughs> um, this one was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm gonna die of my request that i get buried in my job buried under the floorboards um so this dude god man (laughs) this dude um there's another dude there's the bald dude (laughs) yeah this is this is rough this is gonna be a rough one there's well there's the dude with (laughs) With the uh, the fuzzy hat, who's the CIA guy? Yeah, that's Jared. That's, that's Jared. Jared. Yeah, he's got a fuzzy hat and he smokes a lot, a lot, but not as much as Steven's partner. Oh, who, absolutely. Who smokes in I think almost every shot he's involved in in this movie. Yeah, he's constantly smoking. That's Max Ryan as Dun Dunois. 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 Um, and he's good. I mean, like, yeah, for no, he's fine. the foreigner. But it's definitely like with um, with he does these, his best. Yeah, I mean, it, this is one of those movies where nobody's like, like, because when you're getting these shitty performances, basically you're either gonna go under or you're gonna go over. Over is infinitely better because it's more fun to watch. But everybody in this movie is going under except for him. Max yeah. Ryan's the only guy who's like really playing it up and chewing the scenery. Everybody else is just meeting Steven Seagal on his way way under level. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> Steven and Dunois work for this bald dude and the bald dude's job is just to assign them packages to transport. Yep. And the package Steven, Steven wants out. It's barely really uh, like an element of this movie, but Steven wants out. This is going to be his last one last job. Yep. Steven's um, seen enough. Steven's seen enough. He's done enough package delivery. He 
has this last job to take a package to Germany. Is that where yes. this movie takes place? The movie is in f- France at first. At first, and then they get he want they want to take the package to Germany. Right, to and Germany. so a lot yes. of this takes place in Germany, correct? A lot of it takes place in Germany. Okay, but there is also the uh, the notorious, the infamous uh, Danish crime syndicates in this movie as well. Dylan, you're um, losing me. <laughs> That's that's the first Dylan, part of the movie. <laughs> they get, they go, they get the package, and they yeah. get ambushed. And da- and and Stephen is like, I don't know who they were, but they were speaking Danish. Oh, um, okay, yeah. So uh, there are some Danes in the movie All as right. well. Well, okay. So I, I'm still trying to just do like the full plot of the movie. Um, that's that's sort of the thing with the foreigner is that like. It is just like this nebulous cloud after a while of like at the at central to the movie is this package. So yeah. we can maybe we can just follow the package and maybe that'll help us. I don't think I could do that though because not only is there the package, there's all of, there's, <laughs> there's fake package. <laughs> Steven has multiple decoy packages. Yeah. Like several just fake packages. Um yeah, at, to the point to where like I didn't know which one was like the real package. For a significant amount of time in this movie, I didn't know that there was a fake package, and then and then the fake package blows up. The second fake package. The second fake package blows up, and then the third p- fake package. Well, we'll get to the third fake package later, or no, or the third, the real package. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that one later. Yeah, there's three packages. One's got a Bible in it. One's a bomb, and then the third one is the real one. Yeah. Um but yeah, so Steven he he gets this assignment. They go to France to get the package that has to be delivered. Right. And um it's just this like little old lady's house that I guess is the bald dude's aunt. Steven says something to him like your aunt's okay. Yeah. So I guess it's his aunt's house and there's um <laughs> there's two dudes there who have their tongues cut out. Correct. This is going to be a nightmare to talk about. This is going to be a nightmare to talk about and probably to listen to. But Stephen later says, um, he he's like, <laughs> he talks to, he started the ball dude and he's like, we went to get the package, which was already there. Like, it wasn't supposed yeah, like it to wasn't be there. It wasn't supposed to be. But that's so where the pickup like, was? Yeah, it's like, so why were they there in the first place then but you're right it's like that's where the pickup was they were told to go there yeah see i thought because he said that that i just somehow completely missed the like what was going on and they already had the package and that was like the delivery drop but then i was like no wait but the package was already there so clearly they didn't have the package to take it's at that moment specifically when this movie goes into the realm of the unintelligible it's like up until that point, I thought that this was going to be one of those like mind-numbingly dumb Steven movies, where it was like which it is, which it is, but it, the 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 other kind, right? The the like uh, the ticker kind, yeah. Where it's like, uh, all right, there's a package, and Steven's got to go pick it up, and he, he's got to go from point A to point B. He's got to go point A to point B, and I'm sure there'll be some hijinks along the way, but like that's what we've got, right? Yeah. And instead, they they go, and then there's the package, and 
uh then they get shot at they, they get ambushed which, which the ambush occurs when they're all in this house and yeah. a dude with a gun just walks in the front door yeah absolutely. He, he opens the front door steps inside and just starts blasting mm-hmm. and um, so then and then the house burns down yes the house burns down they leave uh the old lady just in the yard with they their dead do. driver their dead driver uh-huh. dead in the grass and the old lady standing there looking around yeah uh they drive away go yeah. back to the bald dude um yeah. and it's when they get to the bald dude that this movie stops making any semblance of sense it, it really does it they talk it, in like <laughs> they're like code like the movies try so hard to be written as if like you know like i guess almost like world building like they're making all these references to stuff and everybody talks about things that like only the characters will understand um and there is a sequel to this there is a sequel to this that's true and we will be watching it yeah um so who who knows maybe we'll <laughs> maybe maybe this will be built upon later maybe maybe this movie needs the sequel uh in order to be understood well, we will, I'm sure, be doing all of this over again when in two months we watch yeah. the sequel, Black Dawn. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to watch this one again <sighs> to, uh, to, to catch up, get a refresher. Yeah. I couldn't watch this movie again. There are, there are a few movies in, in this, uh, in, the, in a, whatever it is, like 17 weeks we've been doing this, mm-hmm. uh, that I, I could, if I absolutely had to, watch again um above the uh, law uh, above the law of course uh i could watch i could stomach marked for death again mm-hmm. uh i could do out for justice again uh i could do ticker one more time Oof. uh but that's <laughs> you know but, and then the rest of them are just like if i had to if like there was a gun to my head i could you know i could do it but if there was a gun to my head and i and they were and they were saying we're gonna kill you if you don't watch the foreigner <laughs> I don't know, man. I Dylan, don't know which one I would take. Here's here's a much tougher one because obviously you'd be like, yeah, it's ninety minutes. I can watch the foreigner, but here's a here's a legitimately harder one. Okay, gun to your head. Explain the foreigner to me. If I don't feel <laughs> if I don't feel like I understand what you've explained, I'm going to shoot you. Uh, yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't uh I couldn't explain it. I could not explain this movie to somebody, and I know that that's the point of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, but well no i mean it, you know i feel like them walking away from the this with absolutely no understanding of what occurred in in the foreigner is still equivalent to the experience of having watched the foreigner absolutely i mean yeah this this movie it's like yeah this movie sucks right because like most of the the movies suck but like mm-hmm. but like this movie is just profound <laughs> profoundly confusing it is nonsense it's like it was written by from, from like shaking around a can of alphabet soup and dumping it upside down yeah. um they they go back to the ball dude steven accuses both his partner max ryan and the ball dude of being in, like in on it and setting them up and steven's yeah. like i'm done i don't want anything else to do with this and then somehow the bald dude convinces him to still do it i don't really understand how or why um he's he's got the gift of the gab man uh yeah uh power of persuasion this is the second time in three scenes he's persuaded steven to do a job for him um yeah and uh first steven goes to warsaw for his dad's funeral 
Yep. He uh, meets his brother. Yep. They, um, and, and I think we're, we skipped something actually that I liked, which is he's there for the funeral and the smoking fuzzy hat dude, Jared from the beginning is there and meets him at the airport. And I, I do not know what he's trying to convince Steven of. I don't know if he knows Steven has the package that he wants at this point or not. And I think he's trying to convince Steven to like rejoin the CIA or something. He, he gives Steven like a manila folder full of pictures and they're just like pictures of Steven hanging out. One of them is him like drinking a beer and giving a thumbs up in front of like this giant American flag background. Yeah. What? I, I guess you got nothing. I guess, I guess you can't I, help me here. Look, man, there's no way I'm going to be able to help you understand what happened in this movie. Okay. Uh, and I, I have a feeling that, that that feeling is mutual here. Um, we did, uh, perhaps mercifully so, skip over the part where Stephen, uh, where we get introduced to oh, Stephen in this yeah, movie. That's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Should we, should we do it? Should we skip it? I mean, no, you, if you want to do it, you can... I mean, there's ultimately, like, a lot of this movie, really nothing there. There's really, like, nothing to say. It is bizarre, but luckily, ultimately, doesn't really make sense. It just raises more questions. It does. But uh, were were you under the assumption that the woman was a a, a prostitute or a, or a or a lady of the night? <laughs> yes, I one hundred percent believe and still do that she was a sex worker. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I think because because it we cut to Stephen post sex. Thank God. Yeah, he has all of his clothes on. Yes, he's fully clothed <laughs> while this woman is still getting dressed. She is. You know what? Now that you mention it, he is sitting in a chair fully clothed yeah. like cool. like he he's ready to step right outside he's got shoes on and she is yeah. basically naked she has put on um like tights and that's it and she's like putting them on as we yeah. cut in while steven's already fully clothed yeah steven's cloaked up man he's got the he's got the the, the leather jacket hiding the uh you know i'm actually i bet steven didn't even have sex with this woman that yeah, that's what I'm starting to think now that we now that we talk about Steven's it. got some you know some something going on some kink there he's watching yeah. but he's just sitting there fully clothed yeah it, you know Steven's just edging dude yeah I guess that's you know what we should have skipped this scene <laughs> why <laughs> just, we're just making some sentences that I didn't want to ever have to form okay um steven, steven you didn't want to you didn't want to riff with me edgy. on this yeah i, I didn't you don't want to riff. riff about steven edging to this prostitute with me <laughs> you know what no thank you okay um but yeah well so, i guess i'll have to find someone who will <laughs> yeah steven destroy it's gonna happen a, a cast overhaul here soon what if we did what if we recasted the show with uh just two more uh different people for the rest of the that's something we can do right there are no rules yeah, I mean, in, I guess, how many times do you think we could get um, our first guest, Nolan Hill, to come back in a row? In a row? Yeah. Three. Three. So what we do, I do believe um, we're going to be having him on next week for our Out for a Kill. That's currently the plan. So after Out for a Kill, we have uh, Belly of the Beast. And so maybe for Belly of the Beast, 
we get we keep Nolan, we have Nolan come back for Belly of the Beast, and then we get somebody else to also join. So there's four people. Us, <laughs> Nolan, and this other yeah. person. Uh-huh. And then we have them both come back for out of reach. Yeah. But then we're just not there. <laughs> yeah, we set the call up. We set the call up. We we have them record it. Um but then we just don't speak at all for the entire time. Yeah, and we also don't watch the movie. And we also don't watch the movie. And then, and then you know. And I think it's a good experiment then, because then we haven't seen the movie. They have. We make them talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. And then we, we see if our platform works. We, we see if we come away from it feeling like they've watched it so we didn't have to. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess. I'm more like the idea of just slowly, like... Well, but, yeah. But pulling them in as we just back away. And, and I suppose what I'm talking about is a bit of a side effect. Yeah. Uh, um, but then we also don't listen to the show. Right. Yeah. We won't support these people after we've set them set them up. Well, I can't imagine why on earth we would listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine why anybody would. Wow. But here we are making it. We're doing um, it anyway. Yeah, because... Because someone uh, has to. Yeah, somebody has to. It's just the way that it is. Um, we didn't we didn't ask for this yeah hell no we didn't so anyway um steven's partner um is a bad a bad guy he's a bad guy you can tell he's a bad guy pretty immediately yeah he's he's just you know he's just just, got he's got the he's got the vibe you know he's always smoking always smoking smoking. you know steven doesn't smoke does steven smoke in these movies i think he smokes sometimes well, certainly not in this one. Not in this one, no. Yeah. Um. Where, where were we? Um. I don't know. We we kind of doubled back to to Stephen Edging. Right. And uh, I think before that we were kind of talking about the the CIA guy having his weird conversation at the airport with Stephen. Yeah, and then they go to the funeral, and he uh he meets up with his brother, who I guess took over his dad's job and works for the CIA now. Uh, man, this movie was nonsense. It really is, man. And so uh, it's just like I'm gonna uh, just I'm just gonna say some stuff about yeah. Just go ahead. I'm just gonna say, say some, some stuff about the foreigner. Go for um, it. Every time anybody gets shot in this movie, it takes about 20 seconds because you get uh, first the shot of them pulling out the gun, and we get a close up of like like a pov of the person with the gun in their face so we're just looking down the barrel of the gun every single time and then um every time someone gets shot it's edited so you have to see the same like them pulling the gun out or like firing the gun over and over and over again yeah there are so many like close-ups of the gun and then sometimes we'll just like kind of pan along the barrel of the gun like over and over again (laughs) over and over like from different angles different shots and, and then when they do get eventually shot, then they fall in slow motion. Yeah. And then we'll like see them get shot one more time. It takes everybody like the, the editing. This movie is insane. It takes everybody 20 seconds at least to die. Anytime someone gets shot. And a lot of people get shot in this movie. A significant amount of people. Yeah. Um, Max Ryan gets shot in the gut with a shotgun and flies out a window and he's just fine. Yeah, he lives. He gets shot in the chest a significant amount of times in this movie. Well, I ha- I imagine that f- the time Steven shoots him in the chest, he's got like a bulletproof vest or something. Again, the movie doesn't 
tell us that but at least yeah. i can like kind of buy that sure but absolutely. he gets blasted with the shotgun in the gut uh and flies out the top floor window and then later when he's like crawling down by the creek where he's got just a stash of weapons and medical supplies just hiding down by the creek <laughs> yeah um as you do and he like inspects his wound there's just a hole in his shirt they didn't even put like makeup of a fake wound or blood on the shirt it's just a hole in his shirt yeah they just this movie just doesn't give a fuck man and and it's just like i don't know man it, it, i i i guess like when it comes to these movies it's like i would be a lot more forgiving of these movies maybe or at least of this movie if it were just stupid like if it were just just steven point a point b with some hijinks I'd be okay with it. And even, and maybe if there was a little bit of, you know, somebody gets backstabbed once or twice, you know, that's the thing that happens in an action movie. It would be fine. But it feels like every other scene, somebody gets betrayed or somebody who, that somebody else thinks is on their side actually isn't on their side and shoots them to the point to where like nothing makes sense it's not even like the betrayals either yeah characters get introduced in this movie constantly some of them just get introduced by name and we're just supposed to like know the name the like whole oh my god we haven't even gotten to the van akens but yeah the fucking van akens they're arguably like the antagonists of the movie i mean obviously I this guess. lady is again i guess um well but- then again it's like the lady is kind of but also like the husband is well the the question with the the lady and and we're just you know foregoing <laughs> all of our structure at this point who cares because like the, if, the it were, about- if this were like a real movie it, it would make sense to go through it scene by scene but like this movie is such a mess i it's like it's hard to talk about scene by scene because you have to like try to figure out why the scene happened in the first place yeah and it's hard because there's not like a natural you know like timeline of the scenes it's so hard for me like i have to literally be like scanning my notes just to remember what scenes happened after which other scenes yeah because it is it, it has like no structure to it in terms of like linearity it could be like a fucking david lynch movie yeah dude it could it felt like a fucking i don't know it 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 felt like some sort of modernist like like novel or something it's just like it's just like that well they look like sentences but they don't make any sense it's just like this 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 movie is just wild well at the end when he gets the letter from the lady where she's basically like thanks so much for helping me i did what i had to do to get my daughter and leave my husband bye now and then the movie just immediately fucking ends but when that all happens of course the question becomes like well how much of this did she plan is she supposed to be like the mastermind of the entire movie and she did it all so she could leave her husband (laughs) or like did she take advantage of the situation some so that way she could leave her husband did steven just help her get away from the husband which he did so she's saying thank you well and there's also the like there's the mi- <laughs> there's the missile that hits the airplane that yes there's so i have <laughs> i do <laughs> yeah. i 
I wrote down some of just the exposition. Um, yeah. So sure. basically, the package is a. It's the black box from the airplane crash, which doesn't I I don't think actually prove anything. About... Well, and that's what I'm that's what I'm getting to is because Mr. Van Aken goes mm-hmm. to great lengths to explain that that he was not responsible for the plane crash, and then and then it seems like Stephen believes him and leaves, but then Stephen's partner comes back and kills Mr. Van Aken. Right. And Stephen's partner is a villain, mm-hmm. so is like one of the villains killing the other villain. Well, no, the the wife hired the partner max ryan to right. kill the husband to kill the husband yeah okay but and so that, that he successfully does yeah but yeah like the, the whole thing about the black box is supposedly it will prove um van aiken and then the government guy jared blew up this airplane but it doesn't prove that the black box is basically just proof that the airplane blew up because they're like oh fuck we're blowing up and yeah everybody knew that it's just the black box and then a bunch of newspaper clippings of about the plane crash none of which are proof of anything but that's what's really in the, aren't. the package and um i did write down the exposition about the the plane crash part so i can explain that a little bit yeah. basically he made a company to build fertilizer plants but it was a front and then as steven interjects biochemical warfare so i guess they were making chemical weapons um which the like government board that jared ran took over it and i guess he got involved and then there was a developer that worked there who knew what was going on and was also sleeping with van aiken's wife meredith and he was gonna blow the whistle on everything so they crashed the plane to kill him and then he hid his documents in his house in Norway that Van Aken doesn't know about. So the wife wants Stephen to help her go get the documents. <clears throat> and so that's why the government guy wants the package, because he thinks it will prove he was complicit, which it doesn't. But then it's also, I guess, why the wife, potentially? I don't even know if she does want the package in the movie. But if she did, <laughs> I guess it's because she wants to be able to prove her husband or, or frame her husband for doing it because he might not have uh, honestly i don't know that that i guess makes sense um here's another thing uh that scene where um where she's explaining this mm-hmm. to steven hey uh does steven deliver all of his lines in that scene Oh fuck! I can't believe that I com- yeah I completely forgot about that. Um, no, there is absolutely no question that some of this movie is just dubbed over. Like Stephen is just dubbed over by somebody else. Yeah, somebody is impersonating Stephen. There is uh, no question. I'm kind of jealous. You know, <laughs> he does a better job than me. I don't know if that's true. He, <laughs> he is. It's it's pretty bad. It is obviously not Steven Seagal. Um, it, there's no question. I looked it up. I tried Googling shit. I could not find anything about him being dubbed in this movie, but there's no question. I did um, do a little digging on Steven Seagal net um, oh. to see, <laughs> see how Good. the Steven fans felt about this one, because I really couldn't imagine liking this movie. 
Like, I I really couldn't. It's not even, like, even if you're, you know, one of these Seagal heads, it's not like there's any, like, action. There's very, I don't know. I just wanted to see why somebody might like it and what they would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's definite consensus among the Seagal fans that he was dubbed in it. Like, there's no question that he was dubbed over in parts of this movie. And yep. again, I could find nothing about why. And it's probably because nobody gives enough of a shit to write articles about like why Steven Seagal was dubbed over in the foreigner 2003. But yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if I had to guess, it's just because Steven fucking mumbles. Oh, and... if I, my, my theory is Steven mumbles. They were like editing the movie together. They're like, we can't fucking understand a word he's saying here. Let's get Steven in to do some ADR. Steven Seagal said no. Yeah. And then they just had um, the sound mixer do it or something. Yeah. They just had somebody around. And it was just like, nobody's going to fucking see this thing anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I, I definitely... Uh, you're you're on point and this scene also is uh the one that i got my big laugh out of uh-huh. um because steven's talking and he's like okay i'll take you and your daughter to norway so we can get this evidence um don't talk to anybody on the phone because your phone might be bugged and and i can't do this exchange justice because yeah. it's just like the tone and the timing but i'm gonna do my best yeah he says um Find some find an excuse for why we're, you're going to Norway with me. Something to tell your daughter about who I am, and the the wife's like, okay. And Steve, it's it's like, okay, goodbye. Steven's just like goodbye and gets out of the car immediately. And and it's not Steven. This it's is not the part Steven. where it, where it's so obviously I, I, you you notice that there were other other uh, parts that maybe I didn't pick up on. Oh no, there's doing there's, there's a couple parts where it's pretty but obvious. Th- but this one was really particularly bad. Yeah, uh, the guy that said goodbye and the uh, find excuse uh, uh, for what you know tell you give your daughter an excuse on why you're seeing me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, is so obviously somebody impersonating Steve. See, I it for me it's not like as awful during which is interesting because like during the full sentence it's not quite as like I mean it's definitely not Steven but it's not like jarring. Uh-huh. But just like it's like the guy didn't even do the Seagal voice for the goodbye or like take the time. It's like they're just like <laughs> it's like he thought he was done. He was just like, "Okay, goodbye." <laughs> and they just right. put it in. Yeah, later guys. It's uh, um, ridiculous. And so is. I laughed out loud at that. But then immediately after, yeah, the sex part is really good. The wife like looks out the window, and then this very dramatic music plays, yeah. and we get images of the daughter just playing, superimposed over the wife just looking out the window, and the daughter is like playing in slow motion, yeah, and the music rope so dramatic. I was losing it. Yeah, it's 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 really good. Uh, one of my favorite um, parts of this movie is uh, so there's there's one point in which uh, Stephen gets kidnapped. Yes, because there's there's two assassins that come after Stephen. Correct. And the first one shows up at Stephen's house. He finds the f- first um, decoy, which is the one that just has a Bible in it. Yeah. And then he knocks Stephen out, and when he wake when Stephen wakes up, he's like choking him with a rope, and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This scene's pretty good. I this dude, oh my god, this dude absolutely is just like the worst attempt at like a, um, I don't know, quirky hitman that likes to talk a lot and he's very wordy and he's you know, he, he <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? 
he just explains a lot. Yeah, well, he, he they try and make him like I don't know, like a good, interesting villain where he like is gonna be, I don't know, fun like ha- have an interesting speech pattern and he talks weird. Um, I guess I don't know. It's hard to <laughs> yeah. like explain that sort of hitman archetype that they're going for, but he is awful, and and he Very does this bad. thing where he he just he's like giving the Webster definition of. Uh, Asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. To Steven. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be threatening. He's like, you know what asphyxiation is? <laughs> Webster's dictionary defines asphyxiation as it's the closing off of oxygen from the brain and like all this shit. It's it's just uh it's awful. It's, it's so awful. bad. I think this dude was my least favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Uh though he does uh Okay. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that I could be wrong. I could be remembering this scene incorrectly. Mm-hmm. But bef- but before he opens the package uh, do they not go into a bathroom? They go into a bathroom, yes. right? And well, Steven start does does Steven not start to piss? Steven, <laughs> Steven does take a piss. Well, so really quickly, because yeah. I, I he t- he tells the dude that he's got the package in a locker in a train station. Yep. Train station. A train a train station. <laughs> and yeah. um yeah. they go to the locker to get this, you know, package. They get the package out of the locker and then go into the bathroom so the guy can open the package. And then, yes, you could take it from here. I just wanted to set all that up, set the scene a little bit. Yeah, set the scene a little uh, bit. But yeah, so. then Steven does just go to piss in a urinal. Yeah, so so Steven goes to piss. But what, what really gets me about this scene is is Steven unzips his pants to, to piss. And then the bad guy goes, easy. And then Steven starts pissing like a fucking racehorse. Yeah. And the guy yells, easy yeah <laughs> try to calm steven down from from all this righteous pissing he's doing yeah but <laughs> easy now slow it down it's too loud yeah. and so then you're right at this train station he goes to uh, uh to open this package that steven put in this public train station and as soon as he put, sticks a knife in it to open it, Stephen puts his dick away and uh, and jumps out the bathroom window because Stephen has planted a bomb Stephen in this has, train station. Stephen has planted a bomb in this train station, and when it goes off, yeah, it decimates the entire building. This is a fucking massive bomb. It blows up the entire building, the entire train station. Steven has committed a legitimate terrorist attack. Again. Again. Because we, we say this every few weeks, that Steven commits some sort of act of terrorism in so many of these movies. And this was another one. And this is not a movie in which Steven is particularly menacing in a like hard-to-kill type of way. You know, mm-hmm. Stephen is just so. He's just so boring in this yeah, movie. He, I mean, he's he's Stephen. <laughs> ah, it just and here and here's the thing. I, I did want to mention this this episode because it's like I like actually don't want to hate these movies when I watch them because like it it does it is a waste of my of 90 minutes of every one of my weekends when I watch these movies uh, and really a waste of three hours by the time the <laughs> podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> and so, especially if they're bad, right? Mm-hmm. You and mean so, the movies like, or the episodes? 
both, both. <laughs> but the movies nah. um, and and so and so yeah it's like i would actually not mind if these movies were were, were okay you know because then maybe but i would if, if get i get some sort of understanding if i liked one of these movies the literal worst thing that would come out of it was that i would have to come to this podcast nervous <laughs> yeah and, like, and potentially ashamed but okay, there's uh, absolutely no reason why i would sit down to watch a movie and be like wow i hope this fucking sucks yeah like i don't root for these movies to suck i really don't because look i mean steven steven seagal is awful steven right? seagal is an awful human being yeah. and it would be like kind of the way i see it just in general of liking these movies at all anybody who likes any of these movies even the foreigner good for you it's good to like shit <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's if you like Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, that'd, then be, a, that'd then be a different thing. Yeah, then it's kind of an issue. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't, yeah, I if every one of these movies was an out for justice, I would, it, that would be fucking ideal. Yeah, it'd be magnificent. But they're um, not. They're all Glimmermans. There's so many Glimmermans. And and so I guess that's that's my point, right? It's <laughs> like, obviously, Steven's, Steven sucks. Steven's is bad. Steven deserves get. life in jail. Yeah. Uh, every time I hear another detail about Steven Seagal, the more I really, truly wish the man was in jail. Yeah. No, he's a fucking monster. <laughs> but the, the, the movies themselves, because a lot of people are involved in making these movies, and there are a lot of good people involved in making these movies as we continue to draw connections to breaking bad on, yeah. a week, on a weekly basis there's a lot of talented people that work on these movies whose art we consistently support here on this channel uh, especially in the breaking bad uh uh realm yeah i'm almost done with breaking bad too yeah oh, what a i've great blasted show. through breaking bad because it's so watchful it's so awesome Mm-hmm. Uh, but these movies just aren't, and I just I wish they were. And I guess that's what I wanted to say is that, like we didn't. I mean, we made this podcast, you know, to, certainly to shit on Steven Seagal a little bit every week, but like not the whole movie every single time. I don't think. And but like, God, golly, man. Yeah, I I I'm on board with that. I knew. I, for me, I really thought that it was gonna be like we were gonna have like three months of like some nice kind of goofy action movies and just kind of have a fun time and then once we hit direct to dvd it was going to be the nightmare world yeah um i mean i remember i probably on like our first episode i was talking about like hard to kill you know people talk about hard to kill i'm, I'm hyped for hard to kill i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to under siege looking yep. forward to executive decision um nope so many of them have turned up so boring and i guess that's really the sin of it like if they were just bad and fun like out for justice yeah we, we would talk about it like that every week but uh, we are not kidding guys these movies are so boring well I, <laughs> I i don't again i feel like it's tough to really compare them or like rank them when yeah so they're all just like basically the same yeah and, and that might have a lot to do with it but this movie in particular like maybe some of the movies in the past they're so simple and they're so they're so one-dimensional that maybe you could just like sit down and like drink a lot of beer and just like watch steven seagal kill people and like have fun and and maybe that's something that you can do and like maybe like above the law and like the first four or five movies i could like kind of get it not that i would not that i would enjoy it with the exception of maybe out for justice but probably not with any of those other movies would i really enjoy it but like this movie dude 
like if I were sitting around and trying to drink beer and watch this movie, I'd be pissed. <laughs> like I'd be I, so confused. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it has it has no purpose. Like there's no target audience or target use for this movie. I mean, I I really I think something that maybe we should do and you know, we'll see how we feel about it, but maybe by the time we're hitting those like 50s like once you know we're really into it yeah it would be interesting to go back and watch like hard to kill again yeah like specifically hard to kill even because that was one that i know we both just fucking hated yeah and 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 i am i would i would give anything for the hard to kills i would give anything for hard to kill if this movie had a blood bank line oh and i I, and like what what like genius the blood bank feels like right now yeah you know yeah or, like or, remember or the god days, made men yeah remember the days where we would always come with like our favorite steven quotes of the that week you yeah. know and, and we were, and, we talked about it we we're like maybe steven's thing is that he has all these bad one-liners and back then we were kind of mad about it but now i would i would love that yeah well those were all yeah i would love to have some the only thing close for this one and i don't know if you liked it as much as i did it uh-huh. doesn't even come close but he's talking to um meredith the wife and she asks him if he has any siblings and he says he has a brother she said <laughs> she says younger or older and steven goes wiser <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good pretty heartfelt but that's the uh, closest thing we get yeah it really is uh we haven't really had like a a, a good steven line in a, in a long time i feel like ticker had some like kind of like you know, nothing like iconic in Ticker, but he, yeah. he said he said a lot of really goofy shit in Ticker. Yeah, no Ticker. I mean, it's there's there's just an entirely different realm that we're in now. I mean, when I said that we were strongly in direct to DVD town, I mean, yeah, it's it's just like something else entirely. It's a whole other world here. Yeah, and it, it is. It's just like I think back to those earlier movies and like. I've seen some you know clips or whatever like images from those earlier movies uh in the week and and just like <laughs> steven's like so much younger and like uh like you know like 150 pounds lighter yeah he's looking pretty rough at this one and he has so much less leathery like yeah. I, I don't know how he got to be so leathery <laughs> and like again like i feel like it's pretty shallow and and, and like and like you know weak to just like harp on the dude's physical appearance but like he does just he just looks so like gross yeah and and it's just like i don't know how he got there like i feel like most people don't age that way (laughs) (laughs) like i i just really don't get it and the thing is is because he's gotten so much bigger it's like that almost every shot of him is is a true close-up on his face yeah to the point to where like you can see every pore of on his skin or or he he's either it's either just like super close on his face or if it's something where you could see his whole body he's wearing all black and it's very darkly lit so he like blends into the background so you can't like even see like the outline of his form to the point and again where he only has like one fight in this movie and it's just like a slap fight yeah yeah most of it's just shooting very little um actual like hand to hand combat. Uh, sorry. Dude. Uh, <clears throat> me and James recorded this remotely. Nobody nobody spread any uh any virus there. Um but now we gotta yeah. start over. Yeah, we gotta start the whole episode over. Um Yeah. 
You know how yet. many bad reviews we're gonna get now for you <laughs> sneezing on Mike? I know, dude. This is not the this is not the time for me to be sneezing in an episode. Is this amateur hour? Jesus. Do you think Joe Rogan sneezes <laughs> on Mike? You think you think Mark Maron would be caught dead having allergies? Yeah. Absolutely not. He's not gonna be caught dead until I get a hold of him. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, foreigner the foreigner dude foreigner so at Um, some point steven seagal explains what a foreigner is james do you want to uh tell us well i i guess i did i miss something he just he says that he was like a spy got kidnapped by the kgb yeah what i i didn't know i I don't i didn't know that that was like a term it's like i was was something called a foreigner oh i don't know if it's a real term or not i (laughs) I don't know, dude. I feel like Steven made it up. It probably I, it's, that's probably not true, but I I yeah, I certainly didn't take it seriously. Um, <laughs> but one thing I I don't even want to finish talking about the train station yet because oh, yeah. those establishing shots we get of that building, it looks like it was just made of cardboard. It's just like the front of the building, no actual building. Train, you know what I mean? No, no it's trains. just oh yeah, like there's no. It's just in the middle of a field. There's, yeah. it's it's literally a building in the middle of the field. It you get a looks wide like a shot, barn. So you can see that there's no train tracks like coming around the back. There's there's nothing around it. It's just they put up a cardboard still of the front of a building, not an actual building. Blew it up, um, and then later in the movie, Stephen does call it the bus station. Oh, I missed that. Yes, when he um, walks in on Meredith in the bathtub. <laughs> classic uh yeah he um he just calls it the bus station yeah like they just didn't have like a script soup on set at all for this movie nobody was paying attention to continuity nobody was like hey (laughs) hey steven you shouldn't say like that the package was already there like that's a bad thing or steven it was a train station like yeah and and so there is absolutely no script supervisor for this movie because this movie makes genuinely no sense uh, yeah the, the continuity is non-existent and yeah i guess my thing with this movie with the exception of uh what was this Ma- uh, max ryan max ryan max which ryan. is his re- like maybe not his real real name but like that's the actor's name not the character's name yeah very he, good name yeah great name uh uh and uh, uh speaking of uh, the names in the movie uh, uh steven is uh, Mr. Was it John Cold? John Cold. Jonathan yeah. Cold. Jonathan Cold and his brother Sean Cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to point that. Out. I thought it was funny that their names rhymed. Yeah. Um, so it's and then people do. Yeah, and so then Max Ryan. Yeah, Max Ryan, who, who gives a, a a pretty uh he gives it his all. I would say, uh, mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd say he comes he came to play for this movie. Uh, you know, I, I go, you know, cause real, uh, real Jonathan Statham five in this Jonathan movie. Jonathan Statham. Oh, Jason Statham. <laughs> I was thinking of John Stamos, uh, and, uh, and Jason Statham, Jason Statham. Okay. I was like, John, he gives it, he's he, like uh, Jason Statham's <laughs> unsuccessful brother. Long lost brother. Yeah. Honestly, I think Jonathan Statham is a good kind of way to describe his vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he gives he gives a bit of a Statham vibe in this movie, and uh, uh, so uh, my point being, he 
he brings it, you know. He mm-hmm. he made he's not the he's not the greatest actor who's ever lived, certainly, but he he's trying. And yeah. I guess my point is is that seemingly nobody else is. No. And I and I guess that that's what really drives me down. I mean, I I think I say, oh, this is what really gets me. I say <laughs> that like every few minutes on this show. But this is another thing that really gets me with these movies is how nobody seems like they're trying. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, and, and that's something that I said, is, like, if everybody was going balls to the wall, then it would be entertaining to watch, at least. But when they're all just, everybody's coming down to Steven's super bland, emotionless level, it's, yeah. that's when it becomes unbearable. Like, at least with Ticker, you know, you had people, like, going balls to the wall. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and I guess that is, again... Uh, part of what makes his first five or six movies a lot more digestible is that they are big Hollywood productions mm-hmm. and they are still in the midst of the, you know, people are trying, people are like, yeah, they're, they're at the highest level at that point. I mean, point. even though Steven has always been Steven and he was never exactly playing it up. Yeah. I mean, you always had like people who did, I mean, we had good villains then. I mean, we had, Yes, we did. I mean, like literally all of those first villains, except for Hard to Kill. Um, but I mean, above the law, uh, obviously. Um, yes. I don't yeah. remember that dude's name, but obviously. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Zagon. Uh, Zagon. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I do remember. Zagon. Yeah. And then we had um, Marked for Death with our buddy Screwface. Screwface. And then of course, Out for Justice. Yeah, Out for Justice. Here's Richie. a fun game. Here's a yeah. fun game. Our fun tell, game is we're gonna go through every single movie we've watched and just name who the bad guy was. No, well, uh, um, we we just named a lot of the villains from the first few movies because the first few movies have some pretty memorable villains. Mm-hmm. J- James, can you tell me the name of the villain from The Patriot? Yeah, Floyd Jism. Floyd Jism. All right, that was a, that was you know what that was a bad one because that, that was, was a really bad good one because that, I, was, that I, was a really good one. I explicitly remember it because the name was. Uh, such a poor word choice yeah um, but if you asked me um fire any, down below um yeah no i don't know yeah was there why, a bad guy why, in fire down below <laughs> i think so right oh yeah it was uh chris christopherson yeah all right well he was chris christopherson yeah i certainly don't remember the character name yeah because it doesn't matter yeah at some I, point like everything stopped mattering you know mm-hmm. i think it's just like little by little more and more things stopped mattering but i think in the you know i i again i guess i can understand why people might like above the law or because uh, you know I, i've never been a big above the law guy myself um i still stand that it had some of the better action scenes that we've seen so far yeah it, it definitely it gets better every week um <laughs> yeah that's all f- absolutely true yeah all five or six of the first five or six movies get better every week um Everything up to the Glimmer Man, pretty much. Everything up till Glimmer Man. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, even Under Siege Two, like gets a little bit better. I still, you you know, I'm a big Under Siege Two guy, so yeah, I don't think it deserves that. Even I think I still think Under Siege Two is the cream of the crop. Yeah, and well, I I guess I said that because it's like it's it's the sequel to his most famous movie. Yeah. Um, and and I guess like yeah, even that one was like good, uh, and arguably like you said, among the best ones we've seen. 
um, remember, <laughs> even though Nolan gave him a life sentence for it. Yeah. Well, wait till Nolan sees Out for a Kill. Oh God, he's not gonna know what to do. He's not gonna know what to do. Out for a Kill is gonna be the first of, um, I guess, four movies we watch that I've seen before. So, are you excited? No. Um, oh. Based on my memory, Out for a Kill is gonna be a rough one. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! It is the first Steven Seagal movie like Steven Seagal movie that I ever saw. Yeah. Um, and really it's just that in urban justice. Otherwise it's uh, machete. And I've seen the onion movie in my life, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. So, um, Oh, and I watched a li- little bit of China, China salesman. Okay. So that, um, well, that's going to be in like months, <laughs> months away. So. Yeah. And, and this movie also, started to introduce uh and like i don't even know how to broach this subject because you mentioned urban justice mm-hmm. um where steven starts to change his voice a little bit depending on who he's talking to depending on who he's talking to <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> potentially the the race of who he's talking to yeah i think he's done that before yeah. um i i think i just like really noticed it in this movie yeah well that's because there's only two people that aren't white in this movie <laughs> yeah um and, and they both try to kill steven yeah um it is it is interesting that the two they're the only non-white people in the movie and they're the two hired assassin characters that are yeah. basically pointless um yep. but he he definitely does it um in half past dead actually i felt i felt like last week he was doing it a lot yeah um but yeah, no, it, I, uh, yeah. 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 We'll definitely have to get into that more as certainly probably in Urban Justice. And I feel like just as we get closer. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a very weird affectation that Steven has picked up. It is. Uh, and it's, it, it, again, it, it continues to speak to the laziness of these movies and how like nobody can pull steven aside and be like steven please <laughs> please stop talking differently uh to the depending people of on, color yeah to the people of color in this movie that that accent you're doing is kind of, kind yeah, of racist steven, hey <laughs> like, hey steven why did you uh, adopt that accent for this scene but you weren't doing it earlier when you uh crept on that woman in the bathroom <laughs> yeah hey when What's... you su- when you surprised that naked woman in her own home uh you weren't doing this accent that you're doing right now um yeah you know it just is what it is man i feel like steven might be problematic dude i don't know you know what i'm starting to think that steven might not be uh the role model my children yeah i might need to stop showing my children watching all of these movies with my young children (laughs) yeah uh my young impressionable children who who (laughs) you know run around and say dad let's watch steven (laughs) dad what are we gonna watch this week steven seagal yeah gather um, around kids it's time for the <laughs> weekly steven seagal yeah um maybe i should stop you know telling people every day t- uh, to watch uh steven's entire filmography mm-hmm. uh please don't watch steven's films by the way yeah you uh, really don't need to yeah you seriously don't I, I, you i've know. been thinking a lot about like a post steven world for steven destroy yeah, and I know we talked about like Happy Madison and stuff, and um, you know we've, but I, I've just been thinking about it, thinking about if there's really anybody else that quite is like equivalent or close, you know, to like 
the role in i guess film history that steven seagal kind of fills yeah and i can't think of anybody yeah because like the the mythos around him is so specific like like even if even if we don't talk about for uh in terms of his his off-screen stuff if, if we don't talk about some of the absolutely abhorrent things that uh he has been accused of and and settled out of court well of, uh, uh, yeah no i feel done. like if we were able to do this with somebody who wasn't a legitimate monster that would be ideal so yeah. i didn't even mean in terms of but yeah but that's what i mean terrific yeah but just the the horrific part aside uh uh the the rest of him off screen is still uh absolutely fascinatingly bizarre um just like the the pathological lying (laughs) and the like the stuff where he like he's like oh yeah i taught anderson silva how to kick and things like this like (laughs) like like just unbelievable like the stories rob schneider tells about him and and like the snl stuff and the i just read the greatest script i've ever (laughs) read in my entire life oh yeah steve who wrote it me you know like shit like that and like all the while he is he is in the midst of making some of the most half-assed fucking action movies that have ever been put to picture that's really what i meant was just like there's i don't think there's anything that this man has done or been involved with that would like be missed like (laughs) like i maybe i'm still kind of got some hope out for machete i really i loved machete i think it holds kind of a unique place in uh, you know i don't know film yeah (laughs) but beyond that which is again like anybody could I, I think take Steven's role in that. Um, I, I, some people that I've kind of <laughs> been looking at have been like Dolph Lundgren. Um, yeah. Cause he has done a lot of direct to DVD stuff and a lot of like wacky shit. Yeah. But he's also like a likable guy mm-hmm. and a good actor. And he's done some like actually good movies and like real movies, you know? Yeah. Um, very recently, uh, Creed Two, he was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, another person I've been looking at is Michael Madsen, okay, who has done uh, at least eighty movies according to Google. Wow! But I mean, like Michael Madsen's been in. I mean, you you have said on the show that you just did a little Tarantino marathon, yeah, and like there's nothing in Steven's filmography that even compares to any of those movies um yeah like, there's just nobody there's nobody yeah it's uh it, it it's true um I, I this episode has turned into very much just us talking about steven at large uh yeah. so so we'll we'll make more of an effort to talk about the actual movie next week i guess uh, uh we'll we'll, we'll we'll have nolan on and that'll help yeah um, there's, i mean it's so hard to talk about this movie when it's so hard to talk about a movie when you don't know what happened in it or why and the, the thing is is it's like i feel like i could watch this movie six seven eight times and never understood and never have understood what happened in it um, yeah because because like the thing that's so interesting about the movie is that it has all those like weird twists and turns and like everybody's a bad guy and everybody's after everybody else but it's not like any of it's surprising because those twists don't have like they're not built on characters that we thought we knew or understood so it's not like oh everything i thought i knew about this character 
was wrong. It's just sort of like more information that you get about the characters and the movie as you're current, like in the process of trying to piece it all together and figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it feels like a spoof. Um, (laughs) Because like there is so little effort put into making these characters make sense. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys know what happened in this movie. Uh, not, Enough. Yeah, I mean, not, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, nothing basically, that happens of this movie matters. Yeah, I mean, nothing happened, and and not just like, you know, it, it's not just in the more nebulous sense of like this movie doesn't matter. You know, go watch yeah. something good. We mean that like details within the movie don't matter, right? Because when Stephen, <laughs> when Stephen is talking about the train station and then another scene, it's the bus station. I mean that that thing at the beginning where he's like, and the package was already there just sums it all up there's nothing that you there's no way to move past that yeah and that's so quick that happens so early in this movie uh it it does it sets the tone it lets you know what's gonna happen uh and and you you know what it is stephen nobody inflicts uh, the slightest amount of damage on stephen in a single fight that he gets involved with in this movie it is interesting because Based on the ending of the movie, I guess it's like the first one where somebody pulls something over on Steven, just in general, yeah. and then also they get away with it. Yeah, but there's a sequel. So, but but I, I the sequel has no nobody in the movie in that except for Steven. Ugh. So, so yeah, and it's it's like I can't even say Steven like saved the day in this movie because it. I'm not. So oh, sure that's I... actually that's a good question no no literally nothing that happens in this movie actually really matters at the end they're they're just like all the evidence was destroyed anyway (laughs) yeah um and like all everybody's dead in the end except for steven and the wife it's it's just like a nothing it's just it's like a it's almost like a coen brothers sort of like ironic ending except you know it's definitely not the way they were intending it to be yeah no thought was put into it yeah yeah um, I gotta say, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I feel like I, I honestly believe that this is gonna be the third week in a row one of us has said that. Yeah, uh, he is. Stephen has fallen off the cliff at the bottom of the first cliff that he fell off of. He fell down a cliff, did a barrel roll, and then there was there was another cliff a few yep. feet away that he also has now fallen off of. Mm-hmm. Um, these last three movies or so, uh, just wow, man. Yep. Well, wow. Last three movies is just Ticker, Half Past Dead, and The Foreigner. Yeah. Um, although Exit Wounds, I still feel, I think Exit Wounds, honestly, as much as <laughs> your hatred for Exit Wounds has been documented, I, you really can't put it in the same, like, level no, as you like can't. these past three and half past dead was a theatrical release which is insane yeah it really is um but you know it, it, it i guess i could say it's insane but at the same level like steven had been really popular uh at, at the uh end of the 80s and, and exit Wins was kind of successful yeah and so it, it's like if you're just looking from it from a purely business sense it's like giving Steven Seagal a chance might have made sense for you if you thought like, well, maybe they'll they'll get something right and we'll make a lot of money off of this. Like if you're if you're just looking at the dollars and cents, 
you know, like maybe this, maybe this will work out. But um, I think that like now we're really seeing him prove that like anything that was in the tank in those first few movies is, is gone. Um, and his sort of, you know, inability to keep himself in, you know, action hero shape and to be a, a convincing actor in any way. Uh, he loses everything, right? About like what made him potentially marketable at the beginning, right? Because he was like, mm-hmm. he looked like an action star. Uh, he he had the acting chops of of uh, of an action star, uh, or of the worst action star you've ever seen. But it was fine because like he could beat the shit out of people, and like you could make some pretty entertaining sequences out of it. Yeah, uh, but I... you you really can't anymore. So now you. You would kind of have to rely on, on on Steven's acting, but like you can't get him to act, so you just you just have to build these absolutely fucking insane movies around him. Yep, and it just never works. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, is there anything else about the foreigner really that you want to say? Is nah. there any, any other elements that he scenes? What were some of the stuff that you laughed at? Um, because oh, I said my I, one. I did laugh. Uh, I, I, I had to, I did pause, uh, when I saw, uh, Mr. Van Aken, um, with his fucking <laughs> tiny glasses and his, his fucking mustache. I don't know, dude. It, it sent me for a loop. I thought he, was he, cool. he looks really goofy. I was really trying hard to like think of some, something to compare him to, yeah. to try and give a good visualization, but he looks very much just like his own man. Yeah. He's, he's hard to categorize. Yeah, he really is. Uh, so Mr. Van Aken, uh, pretty goofy looking <laughs> uh, so i laughed at mr van aken uh i laughed definitely at the fucking the the voiceover steven yeah um because that was that was immense uh and yeah that's about all i laughed at it was it was th- those two things and uh, of course the the montage uh <laughs> with, yeah. with the, the girl jumping rope and all that is very funny and uh, yeah, and there's also the weird scene where like Steven's like outside of the Van Aken home and just like taking pictures of the <laughs> the daughter and stuff. And just, yeah. And then, yeah, it's a little rough. Yeah, it's 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 very strange. It's like what's what's uh what's what the what the fuck's going on here, man? Uh, especially yeah, they because have the so movie much makes security, no sense. but a dude who looks like Steven Seagal could just park outside their gate and take pictures of their children. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that. That's the foreigner. That um, is the foreigner, unequivocally. Two thousand three. Yeah, unequivocally not to be confused with this. the Jackie Chan yeah. movie. We should have watched that instead. I don't. Uh, well, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a good movie or not. It's still better than the foreigner. Two thousand three. No, I I agree. Um, supposedly, this movie cost sixteen million dollars to make. That's that's wild. That is pretty wild. Um, it sucks shit. Anything else? I mean, you got anything else you want to say? Or you're, you're, I know I already asked that. I just yeah, no, we, we barely scratched the surface of yeah. all the shit that happens in this movie. Yeah, none of it matters. Like there's really no movie to talk about here. Yeah. Um. So I do have some reviews from Steven Seagal that um we don't have to necessarily call it Steven's Forum Friends. You can if you want. If you if you decide you're gonna put in the 10 second one you can do it now 
But if there's just absolute silence in that brief moment, then you know Dylan didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you know, you know that I put as much effort into this show as I did uh, as Stephen did into the Foreigner. Yeah. So, um, the general consensus of Steven Seagal in that really seems to be like there. There's a weird sort of uh, tribalism going on there. So I feel like. The general consensus was sort of everybody was like, yeah, the foreigner was confusing, not not a lot of action, wasn't really my cup of tea, but I love Steven, so it was pretty good. Uh, like, definitely felt like most people did not like it, but were scared to say so. Yeah. But then there were some people who did like it, mm-hmm. and, um, or, you know, had some interesting takes. So I just wanted to read some of their thoughts really quick to give us you know, a, a little bit of an insight into the people who did like the movie um, and the Steve heads. Um, it was of a slightly different flavor than the standard Seagal film, which I kind of liked. It had a deeper storyline. Actually, Steven was a bit sneaky and there was some pesky reoccurring characters, all of which you loved to hate. I did find the slowing down of the action sequences a bit annoying, though. Um... Yeah, it's it's like they just watched a different movie. <laughs> well, it's it is it's the, the, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, this one thing I do want to say is a, a large, 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 large percentage, very large percentage of the people on Steven Seagal that are not native English speakers or from natively speaking countries um and that's totally fine um this next one the the, like wording is pretty rough and that's not the joke that these people can't speak english i just wanted to say that yeah it's totally cool yeah (laughs) it's cool it's fine yeah but uh it's more the uh the concept at the heart of it sure i'm writing especially for us means ladies steven looks nice Awesome, beautiful, handsome, and so spiffy. His costumes are wonderful. Especially, I liked his light fire brick color suede jacket. It was great. He was very good in all the scenes. He was great and gorgeous. He went everywhere in Europe except for Turkey. I was sad a little. He was awesome, gorgeous, and wonderful. The movie was slow except for the action, but it was not bad. I bought this movie only for Steven, and I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just like, look, if you're horny for Steven, if you're horny for Steven, it's a wild choice, honestly, but yeah, that's true. If you're, if you're horned up for Steven, like you have better ones. Yeah. There's just better ones. Like you have to go above the law. If you're horny for Steven in my or hard to kill or hard to kill. Those are definitely the two. Hard to kill. He, he has that scene where he's working out and he's like, yeah, lighting, <laughs> Or like stabbing the uh, flaming needles into him. That's got to be somebody's thing, yeah, right? Somebody's got to be into that. And you know, uh, hard to ca- or uh, above the law. He, uh, you know, he goes sleeveless a lot in that movie. That's true. You know, showing off the arms. Showing, you know, mm-hmm. when, when he's running. Yeah, you know? the candy. Yeah, you get the you get the, you the candy. You get the Steven Seagal, uh, you know, run waddle a lot in that movie. Maybe somebody's into that. You know. Um. All right. Here's another one. I bought this film on a Monday, which also happens to be the night I go out and drink. This is because drinks are always one pound all night, and I start at about 1.30 p.m. 
I decided that I should watch this film anyway. A tip. Don't watch this film without total concentration. I had no idea what was going on. I watched it a few days later and was surprised that it's actually not a bad film. Well, um, this does kind of reiterate a point I made earlier where I Mm -hmm. said I would be irate if I watched this movie drunk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) I I got a couple more. Yeah. I never have total concentration while watching a Seagal movie, unless it's focusing my eyes on that sexy Steven, and even then my mind starts to wander. That's probably why the plot of The Foreigner was so hard for me to grasp. (laughs) Honestly, this is like very reaffirming and like just like assuring to me that these people who love Steven uh, (laughs) apparently just want to fuck Steven at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, Also could not for the life of them follow this movie <laughs> no i i so there is um on steven seagal net somebody posted a very long in-depth explanation of the foreigner yeah it reads like some like article like ex- explaining the plot of inception yeah um i did consider reading the entire thing um but it's very long and ultimately does not matter yeah and i did read bits and pieces of it and it didn't really seem to me like it was going to explain the foreigner it really just read more like a synopsis um but it was very long so it may have so if you're interested you can always track it down on steven seagal net yeah and then this is the last review i only know the beginning and the end of foreigner because i slept during the film amen brother (laughs) that's it i wish yep all right um there's no good trivia on imdb um it's all nonsense the plane crash pictured in the newspaper (laughs) that cold was reading occurred in san jose costa rica on the 16th of january in 2000 it killed five people i actually Um, i actually read that um the uh the the service uh that i used uh to watch this film had some trivia attached to it and i Oh, well, then you probably saw the very little trivia that exists on IMDb. Yeah, I think so. Because that's what they pull from. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to give we gotta give it a little bit more spice. Um, we really do, man. This movie needs something. Last week, our absolutely bonkers IMDb trivia, <laughs> I, think, I think if I recall correctly, it got approved on air. Yep. But the question was, how long would it be approved for? Uh-huh. And um, I, I would like to say that... It um, is still approved as of this recording. It is still on IMDb that uh, for Half Past Dead, when reached for comment, Steven Seagal replied, I want video game. And that is still up there, um, which makes me feel like we can really play around a little with The Foreigner. I agree. Um, Okay. So what what was interesting about this movie, James? Uh, Well... I guess there's a lot. There's actually, I would argue, more here than most other movies that we can pull from because there's so many elements. Yeah. It, what's actually hardest is just kind of knowing what to pull out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know. This is a plane crash. Steven being dubbed. Steven being dubbed is a big one. Steven being dubbed is, is a, a pretty big element for this movie. Yeah, I agree. Um there's a lot of scenes (laughs) there's scenes in the movie um too many steven 
blows up that entire train station. Yeah. Uh, his dad's an ambassador. He's got a brother in this movie. I think it's the first one where he's got um, a brother. He had a sister and marked for death and a dead brother in Under Siege 2. Yeah. And they're I mean, Ste- technically Under Siege 1, too. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. Technically. Um, canonically. Canonically. There's that lady at the beginning that Stephen edges to. We could do something about Stephen edging. <laughs> I'd really prefer not to. We could do something like Stephen's, <laughs> Stephen's uh, requested 10-minute edging scene was removed for the uh, distribution. I really would... would rather do anything than uh make any kind of trivia having to do with any kind of sexual anything in steven seagal all right yeah. well that's that's just my personal steadfast rule on this one what about um a reason a different reason why it seems so obvious that steven and that woman didn't actually have sex or we could do steven being dubbed um yeah i do like the idea of doing something with steven being dubbed um because i the dubbing is so good yeah it is it is pretty low-hanging fruit not in a bad way though i guess that's the wrong yeah analogy it's just it's very hard to pass up it would be wild to not base it around that i don't know if you'd hear my chair squeak yeah actually i can hear it well sorry (laughs) you got to sneeze i got to squeak my chair (laughs) God, dude, we're going to be off the air next week. I know. Uh, I wish. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Hey, man. Nothing I would love more than to be off the air next week. <laughs> I mean, we'd still have to do the show, though. So. Yeah, that's true. There's nothing stopping us from doing the show. We'd, yeah. If if people listening to this show was a requirement to do it, we'd have stopped a long time ago. You got that right. Um. Hey, IMDb trivia. IMDb trivia. Well, here we are. Um, so why why did Steven have to get dubbed, or and or who dubbed him? Who dubbed him? Uh, who dubbed him and why? Who dubbed him and why? Um, what what if we say that the reason that Steven stopped working with uh, Michael is because mm-hmm. is because Michael did the dubbing himself and and did Michael did the dub? Yeah, and didn't tell Steven. Okay, but this movie came out... Well, actually, I guess they probably still would have been shooting out for a kill. Yeah. Um, or something okay. something, something close to that. Let's go a little bit... Let's go a little bit wilder. Let's go a little let's crazier. Let's a little bit goofier. Yeah. Let's get a little crazier. We're definitely... We're playing in a, the deeper end of the pool now after they let us get away with Steven one video game. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who did the dub? Who did the dub? Who did the dub? <laughs> um, I don't want. I don't want there to be just pure dead air yeah. while we do some uh, brainstorming. Yeah, I can always cut so. the dead air out, probably. But oh, yeah. But, I just assumed you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I usually don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dead air is what makes the show what it is. Yeah, the people tune in for the dead air. Yeah, they're just pissed whenever we talk. Yeah, they're like God, won't they shut up and just? I'm trying to fall asleep to this. <laughs> yeah. I just like the room tone. Um, 
They like my fridge. Yeah, they do. They love the fridge. They love the humming of, of my fridge. The fans well. love the we love the fridge, don't we, folks? <laughs> hey, let's give a quick shout out to James's fridge, all right? Yeah. What if um Fuck <laughs> Who did the tub Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> Who did the tub? What if that's what if that's the trivia? <laughs> Who did the <laughs> what, if the, yeah, what if the trivia is just who did the dub uh, question mark exclamation point um, I think that we're getting a, a little too um, off the rails with that one <laughs> yeah Steven what video game at least is like a statement I guess <laughs> I'm just gonna google who did the dub and see what comes up yeah all right. Oh, it just says production. <laughs> okay. All right. How about who did the dub? Question mark. Production did the dub. Period. Dylan, I I can't I cannot condone this. Um, <laughs> Fine. I feel like you tried. You're just trying to get out of this. You said you wanted to play wild. Yeah. Well, that's as wild as I can go. I'm very tame. Oh. I'm a very tame now, person. Now, what if? What if Steven did the dub? Yeah. Steven did the dub. Okay. Steven did the dub, but uh, <laughs> Steven did the dub, but didn't want anybody to know that he had to dub his lines. So he, that he, Steven Seagal had to dub his lines. So he did an impersonation of somebody impersonating Steven Seagal. Okay. Now I like that. Yeah. What if Steven was so offended he was asked to um, ADR his voice because he mumbled. Yeah, that he ref- he intentionally did it to sound not like himself. Okay, yeah, he like did a funny voice. Yeah. All right. I think that's as good as we're gonna get. Okay, so let me think of the best way to word this. <laughs> All right, I've got Steven Seagal's voice is occasionally dubbed over. Fans believed. Or fans believe it is someone else doing Steven's voice, but it is actually Seagal himself, but doing a funny voice (laughs) to, um, but doing a funny voice. Uh, Wait, I got it. Is actually Steven himself. Passive, aggressively changing his voice because he was mad he had to do it over. What really gets me what really gets me about that is like if that were true, that would have been the best acting Steven had ever done in his career. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, because it definitely doesn't sound like it. Yep. But his most convincing uh, performance yet. Well, there it is, folks. Yep, there it is. Um, I suppose... Uh, the foreigner. I suppose that this moves us on to sentencing. Yeah, sentencing. Um, so James, boom, what, are you, what, what are you feeling today? You're making me go first? Yeah, I, I, I rung us in, so you gotta, you gotta go first. Ah, oh, fuck. Um... I don't know, man. This movie does blow. So I'm going to do 50 years. <laughs> you know what? I like how straight to the point that is. This movie sucks 50 years. 
Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we've pretty much more than we talked about the movie itself. We just talked about the fact that it sucks. Um, Half Past Dead, I gave 40 years. And I, this is just definitely worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just objectively definitely worse. Um, it, it, yeah, 50 years. Fuck it. Yeah. No reason not to. Feels good. Uh, I'm going to meet you at 50. Um, that feels right. When you said that, I was like, yeah, that feels right. So I'm going I'm to meet you at 50. Uh, I think that this movie is just awful. Uh, even by the standards of this show, uh, I, I, I think that this might be the worst one we've seen because at least some of the other bad ones, whereas they're very boring, they're, they make sense. Uh, yeah but this movie is that's that's really what does it for me is there's it's so hard to get anything out of this movie yeah because you can't even tell what's going on absolutely um and like something like ticker which i i don't know if this is worse than ticker ticker is so objectively horrible yep but this is like pretty close yeah it's pretty close and way it's, it's, less enjoyable than ticker yeah ticker i gave 18 years for context uh-huh. so yeah uh i think this is gonna be my heftiest sentencing actually at 50 years yeah it is and i feel good about that yeah as um, you should i mean i did my 180 year uh sentencing but yeah. that was a combination of of weeks of, <laughs> yeah. of strife yeah um so that's going to bring Steven's sentence to two life sentences and 537 years, one of which is the life sentence he already deserves. Unbelievable. Yep. So there it is. And yet we have so much left to go. My man's is going to be approaching 10,000 years of prison uh, time before oh, this is over. I, there's just, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah we're going to be getting pretty, pretty big numbers. I do want to say that our trivia has already been approved. <laughs> Yeah, there's we can do no wrong. Do you want to do another one? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Unless you've got one. I really don't. I just I kind of just want I feel like we didn't push it after um half past dead. I really just want to see how much we can push it, but we'll we'll wait until next week. Yeah. We'll see what Nolan's got in. Yeah. Nolan's usually for, good for for something like this. So we'll we'll see what we've got going for out for a kill next week. Yep. Um how you feeling um honestly uh for as like negative as i've been uh for this movie and for most of this episode uh, i actually don't feel particularly like uh worn down this week uh mm-hmm. you know this movie sucked and it was boring but it was like you know it's whatever yeah <laughs> this wasn't that taxing for me this week there's definitely some kind of like stockholm syndrome setting <laughs> it just sort of getting resigned to just like this is just sort of how it is yeah, yeah absolutely yeah uh, once we've been doing it for over four months yeah it definitely it beats is you into just, submission for sure yeah yeah it's just sort of like part of what you do you know yeah. it's like I, I feel like one of those goons that tries to fight steven in one of these movies and he just effortlessly fucking destroys them um <laughs> hey that's it's why the show's called steven destroy and he does we're the ones being destroyed. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it, it could Steven. It could, it could be worse, I guess. I don't know how, but it could. I guess <laughs> we could do it every other uh, two a week. Yeah, we could do two a week. Maybe we should. Yeah, get it done quicker. Ugh. 
No, I don't know. There's part of me that would love to just get it over with. Do it. We could do it every day. <laughs> yeah, record an episode a day. Yeah, watch a movie and then record an episode. Just do it every single day. Yeah. Um, I'll take a week off work and we'll do it for a week. Yeah, we'll we'll start doing double features. We'll we'll uh. take a couple of weekends where we just watch back to back Seagulls and then we split. Our, we make two hour episodes where we split the movies an hour apiece. I feel like that would be impossible because the would there's no question that the movies would just bleed together. <laughs> yeah, we would forget which one was which. To, Yeah, I I think I we both watched The Foreigner yeah. pretty much immediately before we did this recording. We did. And um, I feel like if I had watched another Steven movie after that and then jumped right into the recording, I would I would not I would physically be unable to do it. I would have to like take a nap. So my brain could like process the day's events. Yep. Um, you got a motherfucker count for us? Uh, I was really hoping this movie, <laughs> honestly, dude. Like I was watching, I was like, maybe he'll say it this movie, but he didn't. All right. Um, I think that's gonna do it for us then. As we've said, next week we're talking out for a kill. Um, we're just we're trucking along. <laughs> yeah, man. We're trucking along. Um still got like 30 movies left 30 plus a little bit more than 30 but you know it is what it is <laughs> you know steven destroy it is what it is yeah we got we got only 11 weeks left until we're halfway done so in about three months we're halfway there uh so anyway, yeah. that's been Stephen Destroy this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's call yeah. it. Thanks. <laughs> call it instead. Yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, yeah. Um, let's let's see. We got the Patreon, patreon.com slash Talk Film Society, yep. and then um, you can follow Talk Film Society on Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, um, the Jeremy Renner app. Yep. Very important. Um, do you want to do you want to start a Steven Seagal app? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> um, and then you can email us stevendestroypodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, very important. Um, and then give us five stars on iTunes. Not that you have any other and, options anyway. Yeah, and then um, I, I guess that's really that's it, right? What else? I think that those are all of the things that we talk about. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Okay, you want to bring it on home? Might as well, man. You know, yeah. Um, let's, let's let's Steve out of let's, here. Let's uh, let's uh, get the Steve out of here, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you guys know the deal. Uh, thanks for listening, because we know you all are listening uh, from start to finish to every one of these episodes. Yeah, and uh, they wait eagerly just to hear you do that sign off. Yeah, of course, because I didn't do it last week, so you guys are wondering: is, is he going to do it this week? Yeah, or is it dead? Or is it dead? And is it a, just another bit that Dylan's let fall to the wayside? I remember last week you encouraged me to stop doing it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You were like, you know, you don't have to do it. There are no oh, rules. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't have to, and it is kind of <laughs> there's something kind of weirdly aggressive <laughs> about signing off every show. Just thanks for listening, motherfucker. <laughs> there's something pretty pretty hard on that yeah but yeah i think that that's the especially since this is a family friendly yeah of course um (laughs) uh a good bit is how we are relatively tame (laughs) well you know we'll curse a little bit but we're not getting super blue and then just out of nowhere we'll just be like (laughs) 
Steve was edging to this prostitute. Yeah. I think it keeps people on their toes. Yeah, I think one of my favorite parts of the show is when we talk about how good our bits are on the show. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I think the, I well, think it's the like, uh, like it's like the post game. Yeah. You know, the post game. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going over it. Coaches, right. coaches in the locker room, letting us know what we did. Well, yeah, we're talking about what worked, what didn't. We're going to review the tape, but we're the coaches and the players, man. There's no, there's yeah. no stopping us. Like, like in, um, wrestling. Sure. Like in Steven Seagal's Aikido Dojo. Yeah, well, he's the coach and and the player. He's the student Aren't and we, the master. We're all all the world's Steven's Aikido Dojo, <laughs> and we are merely the players. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, motherfuckers. Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snatch every motherfucker birthday. <laughs>